Hi, welcome to PPV Pod. This is Steve Johnson. I'm here with Laurie Heffernan, and we're going to talk a little bit about professional development. So, Laurie, if you could go ahead and provide an overview of the new Panama Buena Vista Union School District professional development plan. Well, the plan as it um, emerged during our negotiation. Uh, PBVTA with the Panama Buena Vista Union School District representatives and uh, administration was that teachers would have an opportunity to do professional development, district provided professional development, as a way of advancing on the pay scale. And this was something that we had never discussed before and I had never heard of before, and it became quite a topic of conversation around the table. As more information was presented and more of the nuts and bolts of how this would work, there are a lot of moving pieces to this. Um, So teachers have traditionally been able to use university units to uh, advance on the pay scale, and now we would be adding in and making professional development that's provided by the district uh, a requirement to advancing on the pay scale as well. Within that, it offers an opportunity to provide to teachers a sort of course catalog, if you will, that they can look at for planning out their professional development trajectory. They would sit down with their principal and work up a plan based on their individual needs or the needs that the principal sees that would help be helpful to them. Um, This is just not just for new teachers, but for veteran teachers as well. It would fill in gaps in some of the training that may or may not have been available or that teachers weren't available to participate in uh, when those things were provided. Um, We're most excited about the idea of the combination between uh, online classes, consultants, and also our own teachers, academic coaches, and so forth that could be presenting some of that material to teachers. And we're hoping that this gets started this summer. So what are some of the common questions that teachers have uh, been asking you or other teachers, academic coaches, administrators? The number one question has been, and this is exciting to me, has been, how quickly can I get started? Mm Um, What can I take? How quickly can I start amassing these units? There's an excitement to um, doing some things that people feel that they have some choice in. Also, there's some excitement around the idea of progressing progressing on the pay scale um, because of the fact that a seventh column was added. So this is a new opportunity for people that have possibly been in the last column on the pay scale for quite some time but it combines the excitement of new learning with an interest in progressing on the pay scale. And um, what would you say to a person who might be kind of hesitant about the fact that these are Panama Buena Vista units and not necessarily like, you know, uh, university units that can be transferred from one district to the other? Mm -hmm. Um, I completely understand that concern and I think that this is also um, partially by design because one of the things we had started to notice was with districts accepting years of service no matter how long someone had been in another district um, or in this district wanting to leave to another district we started to have concerns about losing the teachers that we had invested so much in 
and that we um, value. Um, when we look at something being Panama units, we're looking at an investment in this district. So one way to look at it is you're investing your time uh, from the district angle, you're investing your time in training your teachers and building capacity with your teachers. But those teachers are also taking that training and investing it in the students of our district. And so it's an investment in the district from both sides. And I think that that's something that we should, rather than feel hemmed in by, it's something we should take pride in and um, look at it that way. So in which ways do you think teachers learn best? Um, do you think that a face-to-face -face model uh, maybe online modules, uh, you know, longer sessions, shorter sessions. What's kind of just your personal opinion of, of how, of what would be best for teachers? When I think about all the different family dynamics that many of our teachers have going on, um, their own families, their own children, uh, requirements of their time outside of school, I think I just like that there's a lot of choices. I think that we have some teachers that don't really want to sit in a group setting uh, or sit on a, a Saturday to do something necessarily because their children may have um, commitments, sporting commitments or something. Um, and so those online courses could be perfect for them. But I think that as long as we have choices that fit in with everyone's uh, family lifestyle, um, and the time that they have available, I think that that's what will work the best. I, I anticipate the online courses will be popular, and I also think that those of us that like to have the camaraderie of being with our grade level or um, the coaches wanting to be together at a PD, for example, we would choose doing some of those PDs where we could be with each other. Great. Okay, we're going to switch gears a little bit, talk about academic coaches, since uh, you are an academic coach here at Miller Elementary, which is where we're recording this. Um, what are some of the helpful or inspiring strategies that academic coaches are deploying at school sites right now? Well, I think one of the most inspiring strategies that the coaches have been exposed to this year is um, the Katie Sensory um, trainings that we had where we were actually practicing coaching, practicing with our scripts, working with each other on developing those scripts and discussing with each other how we would go about using this at our school sites. Um, you know, the coaches started out primarily setting up an intervention program with the use of 95%. For many of us, that took a year or two, and this is now the third year of coaches being in the district. And we're just starting to creep out to the classrooms more. Um, so I think the, the combination of Katie Sunsuri this year and um, the Get Better Faster by Bamberg Santoya. Santoyo was definitely, those were game changers for us this year. Uh, speaking of that book, Get Better Faster by Paul Bamberg Santoyo, what are some strategies, and I know you all just started reading the book, but is there anything that you've gleaned from it so far that you're that just makes you think, wow, this is great, Like I really enjoy this or that from the book? Well, we're doing a book club on it among the um, coaches right now. And we're working on just getting the intro and the plans ready to go. 
one of the things that we've been discussing with each other was the idea of putting some of these plans onto a common um, drive mm -hmm. that we could all access. Um, some of the things that big takeaways um, is focusing on focusing on the importance of the strengths that already exist and making the most of mistakes and the fact that those that mistakes are okay you know we've been talking a lot about that in our classrooms and one of the the um, ideas that they have is to break everything down into its smallest parts and never underestimate the importance of working on the very smallest components of what you're doing in the classroom whether it's classroom management or how you are presenting something in order to perfect those components and practice, practice, practice until it becomes second nature. And so we're excited to get into classrooms and hopefully have some teachers that are um, willing to volunteer to let us practice ourselves. Yeah, I just started reading the book, and you can see my book's here right now. It's bookmarked, so Laura, mm -hmm. you can see I'm on page 27 right now. I'm not very far through the book, but one of the things I liked at the very beginning is um, moving from evaluation to coaching and that's something he makes really clear at the very beginning and I kind of I think I put a star by it because I was just like that's yeah that's it that's 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 the model right there um, okay a couple more questions um, what are some positive ways administrators and academic coaches are working together to help teachers when academic coaches sit down with a principal and they have a conversation about what the vision is for that school site and they create a plan around what the coaching will look like to support that school plan, that's when you can have the most success. When you sit down with your principal and you discuss what they are looking for as they do walkthroughs on their campus, and when those principals then ask a teacher to come get follow-up support or get more information on something from a coach, so that the coach isn't the one going in and pursuing uh, quote unquote an improvement plan for example with a teacher it is a much more positive situation any time that a principal works side by side with the coach with very clear communication and a very clear plan on how they're supporting each other but also how the two of them are supporting teachers for the most improvement and to have the greatest effect, positive effect on students, that's when it's going to be a successful partnership. Um, the coach can't be doing it on their own. The principal can't be doing it on their own. It needs to be a group project. Uh, I've, I've noticed that when the most successful principal coach teams that I've seen have had that conversation, they have an ongoing conversation, they are constantly in touch and the principal, there's, they're including teachers in the conversations also, so that it doesn't become this scary thing um, where someone thinks that the coach is being sent to them or that the principal um, is asking the coach to report to them. That's not what we want. We do not evaluate teachers. We want to help teachers, and we want it to be a coaching model, not an evaluative model. Okay, last question. I'm going to wrap up a couple questions into one. Uh, which books... Have you read lately, or which movies slash documentaries have you watched lately that you would recommend to educators? Oh gosh, you and I, Steve, are always 
talking back and forth. I about, get a lot of ideas from you. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you this question. Documentaries. Um, and I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't ever stay on the same topic for long, but I just um, ordered the Malcolm Gladwell book, um, What the Dog Saw. Okay, I, I, I believe that's what, that might might be it. Yeah, but I know you're talking saw. about. I can I can envision uh-huh. the, the cover. I love Malcolm Gladwell, and I also just ordered the um, and started reading the book by Daniel Pink um, called When, uh, and it has to do with when people are at their best at their peak performance. Whether you're a morning person, an evening person, how to um, maximize your productivity based mm. on that, and. Uh, as far as documentaries, um, did you say documentaries? Yeah, movies, documentaries. Um, well, you know, you and I are watching um, the world's most um, incredible the house, homes. The, homes, the, yeah, the, yeah. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> and, you know, I get a lot out of watching all different things because I think that when you can um, sharpen your skills of observation, um, notice things more on different topics and um, expose yourself to more information, um, the better. Uh, I think that you're a more valued, more valuable um, coworker and you have more things to discuss with students and adults. Um, so yeah, that's where I am right now. Perfect. Well, Laurie, thank you very much for your time. This was great. Thank you, Steve.